Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing B90. However, before we get into that, we have a couple of things that we're going to need to discuss. So first, announcements. So at this point already, for those who watch Bachelorette, you know that the show has aired. It aired yesterday. So we will be covering uh, that show, like I mentioned in last week's episode. Um, so my plan in terms of getting the episodes out, they're not being bombarded on one day with multiple episodes, is what I'm going to do. And as you probably know, hopefully, fingers crossed. You're getting this episode today, Tuesday. And for B for sorry, for Bachelorette, the goal is to get those out on a Wednesday. So all of this to say, on the weeks that we will cover Bachelorette, which again, we will be covering that bi-weekly. I'll get into that in a second. On the weeks that we will be covering Bachelorette. The goal will be to get the B90 episode out on a Tuesday. That's hopeful, hopefully. That can change depending on, you know, schedules and everything like that. But that's hopefully the goal will be to get those out on a Tuesday. And then for Bachelorette, when we are covering it, we will get those out on a Wednesday. Again, this could slightly change with the more shows we get bombarded with because there's still two more shows to come. Um, So by the middle of July, we'll have this figured out. Um, So that's the goal. And we're trying to get to the Netflix shows done. So that frees up days as well in terms of scheduling. So of course, right now, as you see on a full week of recaps, Monday, you'll get a Netflix show. So yesterday you actually got the last Selling Sunset. So that's Selling Sunset is done. And now we're going into Young, Famous, and African. That first episode is coming on a Friday. So Monday, Friday, you'll get Young, Famous, and African until that's finished. And then we'll have those days freed up to do whichever show is coming or whatever point. So as we go along with this, we'll definitely keep you updated in terms of the scheduling with the shows that are coming. So that's Monday, Friday. Wednesday, you'll get Bachelorette. Tuesday, you're going to get B90. And I think I've covered everything. (laughs) I think that's it. So that's the goal right now. And then again, this could change slightly with depending on what's going on. Um, And of course, like I've said previously, with Love is Blind coming in September, the new season of Love is Blind coming in September, we still need that after the altar for the previous season. So that's probably coming very soon. 
So we'll have to figure out how we're going to fit that in when that comes, but we're not there yet because that has not been announced. So, so that's kind of the scheduling stuff in terms of when you can expect a show. And then for Bachelorette, like I mentioned last week, we are going to be recapping those bi-weekly. So this week you will get the season premiere. So hopefully be getting that on Wednesday and you will be getting that. It's pretty good guys. For those who watched that, it's, it was, it was a pretty good show, but anyway, so that's what's going on in terms of announcements and schedules and everything. And, uh, yeah, we'll be getting the other way very soon. Love is love in paradise is going to be ending next week. I don't know if we're getting a tell all there, but it's going to be ending soon. So we're right around the corner of getting, um, another show, but so yeah, that's it with the announcements and some hot goss. Only have one this week, guys. It's kind of a slower week. Um, but if anything comes up again, you know, there's, there's another day, but the one thing I did find out. So for those people who weren't living under a rock, and was hearing this rumblings of a film crew somewhere in Florida, some resort thing in Florida, where we're seeing some of the 90-day cast members. There was rumors that there was Molly and, and Kelly, who are no longer together. There was rumors of Asuelu and Kalani, Angela and her phone. There was Big Pride and Liz. So there was this rumor, right? So we didn't hear anything again about that for some time. I guess we were all kind of hoping it would just go away, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, but it looks like something's coming. And I'm scared. I don't know about you, but I'm scared. And it looks like this might be called 90 Day Fiance, The Last Resort. (sighs) No one asked for this, (laughs) first of all. Really and truly, no one asked for this. But it looks like they have some sort of tagline for the show, which says, face their relationship demons. Okay, so um, <clears throat> there are a lot of relationship demons that I just don't think we need to have. First of all, Jovi and Yara are on the show. I don't know why, because in comparison to, I don't know, Big Pred and Liz, who are so toxic, it's not funny. Their issues, quote unquote, is nowhere near the same. Like, I didn't believe, I mean, I believed their storyline to some extent, like it did happen in the last Happily Ever After, but it was so, I don't know, 
it was just, it was just odd. Anyway, I don't know why they're there, but I don't really need to be living these people's relationship demons. But, you know, you know, we will watch this because we're dumb. <laughs> oh, man. We, yeah. So, but at this particular point in time, it's unclear as to when the show will, will premiere. If it will premiere, it will premiere. It will premiere, but it's unclear as to when. And it's also unclear if this will air on TLC or be exclusive to either Discovery Plus or Max. So, so we'll see. And uh, I'll unfortunately keep you posted <laughs> on the show, depending on what happens. So for our last segment before we go into the show, 90 Day Memes Heard Around the World. I, this is what it is now. <laughs> this is what it's called. I won't be discussing each and every meme again like I did last time. I won't be discussing each and every meme because some memes you just have to look at. So this will be posted to Facebook and Instagram. Again, this was a little bit of a slower week even with the memes. I didn't think a lot of them were very funny. <laughs> but some were also insightful. The reason Amanda is extra upset about the kiss and Rasmin's music video is because he wrote the script for the video himself so he could easily opt to not include a kiss. Sorry, so he could easily opt to not include a kiss. Fair. But again, Amanda, you know what you're getting into. Next. Gina was ready to buy Jasmine her own hat to save extension money. Oh boy. Gina is a type that gifts a toilet bowl cleaner for Valentine's Day. Yeah, first he gives her a toothbrush and then he gives her a travel pack and one box of extensions. It's so ridiculous. Next. Wow. Amanda broke that man down in a few days. Her baggage would drag down anyone. Fair. Next one. Doesn't like the food. Doesn't like the romantic walk. Doesn't want to be in the music video. She also doesn't want other women to be in the music video. Doesn't like him to take calls. Did I forget anything? No, you didn't. And that is the end of the memes. Again, there are more and they are all, all of them are going to be on Facebook and Instagram. So the reason that we are here, B90 season six, episode four, titled Splash. So first we're with Misha and Nicola. So Misha's heading to the airport. Her daughters are taking her. And she tells us she's going to be in Israel for two weeks. So not much else there <laughs> in that one scene. So tough hours later, we see Nicola is getting ready to pick her up. He can't wait to hold her in his arms, he says. And he says that he's he's not nervous. It's all about the excitement, he says. So she's landed. 
and he's waiting for her, waiting for that ever so loving moment of seeing each other for the first time after seven years. And again, he tells us that he hasn't kissed a woman in a long time. He says, probably about 16 years. No, sir, it's been 16 years, what you told us already. (laughs) And he says that he thinks that the kiss with Misha will be amazing. I don't know, but anyway. And he tells us the type of kiss he's going to give her. Like he's analyzes so much. And he says that he's going to give her a small, nice, and fast kiss with emotion. Well, what else are you going to kiss her with? No emotion? And why does it have to be so analyzed? Why does it have to be, I mean, you don't have to tongue her down. I'm not saying that's there's a happy medium when you're in public. That's that's my views. That's my personal views. But uh, no, with you had to tell us with emotion. No, sir, it's without emotion. Anyway, so she gets there and she's kind of awkwardly trying to run with her suitcases, and he's not running to her. I'm like, go meet her halfway. Like what? That's what Hitch told us. <laughs> You go 90 and then I come 10, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. So they hug and he gives her that kiss that he was saying. Saying that it's going to be that nice, quick, and with emotion. And uh, yeah, that's what she got. And and they do kiss again. So I was surprised to see that he actually kissed her again. I have no... I have no confidence in this in this man, honestly. Um, so she says that she feels completed now seeing him. He's happy. And she asks him, like, do I meet all your expectations? Do I look how I look in my photos? And he says yes. Says he's, you know, she's beautiful and all that. And then he, God, then he asks her the same question. Do I meet your expectations? Y'all, there was a hesitation. I don't give a shit what she says next. There was a hesitation. She's like, ooh, how do I say this without sounding like a bitch? Like That's basically was like the look on her face. But she does say that, yes. He far exceeds her expectations. She's happy. And I believe she's the one that said that the kiss was 10. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't her. It was him. I had to finish reading my notes because how I wrote it definitely wasn't her. So he ends up saying that the kiss was a 10 from 10. 10 from 10? What do you mean? It's 10 out of 10. But we'll say English is a second language. It's fine. So, so they get to the car and she has like all of these, I think she has like three bags and two of them are like that big heavy duty suitcases. And he says like, oh, no, I don't know if the car can handle the car can handle it. If the car, if the car can handle two suitcases, then you, sir, shouldn't be in it. I'm confused. But anyways, um, 
he makes this weird comment, which again, I didn't understand. I mean, let me rephrase. I understood what he was saying because again, Catholic church, Catholic school of my life, but I, I understand what he was saying. I didn't understand it from this perspective when he was talking about the car, but he makes this comment about this car and five loaves and two fish. Okay. Um, so they get in the car and Misha says, you know, we should pray so that the car doesn't break down. <laughs> How heavy are her suitcases that the car is going to break down? Like, I'm, con- again, thoroughly confused. But they end up doing an Our Father, who aren't in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And they also do a Hail Mary as well. And then they're good to go. So next they are heading to the hotel and they're going to Nazareth, which is the city of Jesus. I'm pretty sure it's also where he brought back that other person back to life. Um, guys, I don't read the Bible, (laughs) but, um, Apparently, it's a city of which, yeah, 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 it is. But anyway, um, so they get to the hotel, and guys, the view, it's gorgeous. I liked the view. Um, this is where you find out that they are going to be in one room with two bedrooms because, he, as he says to the hotel clerk, She's my future bride, but she's not my bride. Okay. All right. So, Nicola, I'm going to say this right now. And I don't know how many temptation, tempting moments you've been in before in your past because you've barely dated. But what I'm going to say is, do you really think that being in one room but with two separate beds is going to stop it's going to, I don't know, as we, as we would say when we would go to like dances and, um, especially in elementary, we were always told keep space for the Holy Spirit. This was shit that we were told. So you have to keep space for the Holy Spirit. So if there's, if there's no space between you two people, then the Holy Spirit can't come in. Because we're sinning, I guess. I don't fucking know. But my thing is, is that, yes, sure, there is quote unquote space for the Holy Spirit when you're in separate beds. But listen, there's rumors that Jesus had sex too, okay? And when he was human. Which is why I just never understand this whole thing. Because the Catholic Church, they don't want to talk about that. That's the problem. Like... I listen, if Jesus was human, Jesus was a man, if he wanted to get it on with Mary Magdalene or whoever, then that's his business. <laughs> that's the point I'm trying to get. He's not going to not love you because you haven't had sex. <laughs> Jesus loves me and I've sinned. <laughs> but like I just I I I have such issues. But anyways, that's I'm not going to go 
any more into that. But I just didn't understand the logic of you're still in the same room though, with or without this, these two beds. We'll see what happens. Um, but she tells us that being, being flirty and, and touchy and that kind of thing doesn't necessarily have to lead to sex. And I agree with her. There's more to quote unquote intimacy than just having sex, right? But here's the problem, Misha, you're with a man child who would probably like awkwardly giggle if you touched him somewhere where he didn't feel comfortable. You know what I mean? I, I don't know, but we then see she kind of slaps his ass and y'all, he did not even flinch. I don't know, man. I'm going to leave what I think might happen. <laughs> That's because men. So he goes and he goes to like, sh- like try out his bed and she goes with him and he's like, this is not your bed. This is my bed. No, <laughs> but so she says that she wants to go take a shower and he leaves and let, you know, I guess gives her the space to let her shower because God forbid you see her naked. Anyway. Um, but then he comes back. Guys, as I'm sure you know if you watch the show, she dumped everything out of her suitcases everywhere. Actually, I'm pretty sure she said there was still one more suitcase she had dumped out. Ma'am, how very dare you? Because he comes in, he's like, oh my God. He's like, it looks like a warehouse. There's like shoes on the floor, piles of clothes on like on the floor and piles of stuff on dressers. And it's, you couldn't live out of your suitcases. You're there for two weeks, but there's also drawers. You couldn't put something in a drawer. Um, wow. But she says that it's a structured chaos. Okay. So if this is what it looks like in your room, I'm scared to see what it looks like in your head. I really am. So, but, oh my God. He then says like some things about her as a person, whatever. And then refers to her, because I didn't care about that. I care about this. He refers to her as... She's like Celine Dion. Okay. All right. So I'm about to go right back onto my soapbox. That happens every once, at least once every episode. So here, here it comes. As a fellow Canadian, not born in Quebec, but as a fellow Canadian, you better take that shit back. You better take it back. Celine Dion is a treasure. Take it back. Because she is not Celine Dion. She fucking wishes she was Celine Dion. She wishes she had just the, just a speck of the classiness that Celine Dion is. 
take it back. That's all I'm going to say. Celine Dion, my ass. <laughs> anyway, um, so he starts feeding her some food and she says that like, it was such a big piece of like a big piece of whatever he was feeding her that she she actually says to him next time, <laughs> you know, some women like to have smaller bites, you know, so that we can actually chew the food <laughs> more elegantly than as if we're about to, you know, food about to come out of our mouth or something. Um, so he then says to her, if the annulment were to come through while she's in Israel, he would marry her on the spot. But she says to him, you know, I don't totally agree with this. So she says like, I agree, but then I don't totally. Well, which is it? That's, you can't have both. You don't totally agree. So you don't totally, he, she says, I don't totally agree with this and says that there is still a lot to learn about each other, which I 100% agree there is. But then he takes this as, you don't want to marry me? That's not what she said. And again, this kind of shows like his emotional maturity maturity is so low because that's not what she said. What she said was that we shouldn't rush into something when in the eyes of their religion and they are devout Catholics, they literally say divorce isn't an option. Okay. We don't get, so why then rush into something that may not work out or you may regret and saying, I'll finish this thought after I say this. He says that why wait? And in true Drake fashion, it's God's plan. So again, I say, okay, so maybe I'm confused about what I learned in school, but Yes, maybe God has a plan for you or an idea of what they have, he, he, God has for you. But God is very much like a parent in a sense that every parent maybe has an idea in their mind about what their child may do in their life, whether that be what they do for a living, who they end up loving, stuff like that, right? But your parent can't dictate what you do. You have to make those decisions yourself. So there's where all the free will comes in, right? God may have this plan, but you still have free will. God will guide you, but then it is now up to you what you do. This is what I, at least this is what I retained anyways. In my mind, whatever I was taught, that's how I saw the world. That's what I thought. So this whole thing about Nicola saying that, this is God's plan. They should get married and this is what God wants. No, God may want this for you. It may say he wants you to be married. Maybe that's with Misha. Maybe God wants that. But at the same time, God knows it's up to you what you decide to do. He gave you this person and says, let's see what happens here. Or 
even better, God sometimes put people in your life who maybe serves a purpose and then are no longer supposed to be in your life, maybe at that capacity or at all. That also happens. But again, this man has no life experience because he doesn't, I think, realize that not every person who comes into your life who's the opposite sex, who you might be in love with or attracted to or whoever, isn't necessarily supposed to be your wife. And again, that doesn't always mean that God is saying, this is who I want for you. That's up to you and her. And right now she's saying, I don't want to rush into anything. I want to learn more about you. And I think that is the most responsible thing she could say. Again, this was something, anything I've learned in terms of how you handle a relationship and having talks about you know, how you want to raise children. I mean, I don't think this is something they're going to worry about. I don't know if they're going to have children. They don't talk about that. But, well, he has mentioned his mother wants him to have kids. But um, I've learned that you have to have those conversations about how you want to raise kids, what your life may look like, uh, any little thing that you can think of that you might disagree on. You have to have those conversations before you jump into a marriage. Because what if it doesn't work out? So then you're going to become a statistic. So, you know, I commend her for wanting to do this the right way, especially because the end of the day, she was married before and that didn't work. So we'll see how that goes with them. But, you know, then they pray. They do another Our Father and go to bed. So yeah, that is the the end of Misha and Nicola. Okay, so now we're with Gino and Jasmine. Right off the bat, guys, it's going to be a little bit longer because my God. Um, so right off the bat, Jasmine says that she's happy that Gino is in a better mood. And he says, yeah, I was really tired. I didn't sleep well. the day. I didn't sleep much, he said. Um, but he says that he feels better. And my God, he... Then she tells us that he woke her up. He surprised her with the blue pills already working. And poking her in her back. And she was very happy. Let's say that. It's short-lived, but she was very happy. And she says it was good. <laughs> and she says that, um, you know, he was ready to... I can't... I'm not sure if she said the C word to describe this or if she said dick. (laughs) I'm not sure which way she went, but she basically said that, you know, he was ready to give her the D and um, then she was, oh, no, give her the D and then, you know, and the meat that she wanted. He didn't say that. She says that. He wouldn't say that. Anyway, um, 
But she tells us that he did an orgasm because he gets tired and uh, he he doesn't have the strength, I guess, he once had. So he can't keep going until he's done. Isn't that uncomfortable? <laughs> Just from a human perspective, like, if you don't, isn't that uncomfortable? I mean, I'm not a man, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't have those parts. I don't know. I Maybe I need to ask my partner and find out from him. But um, I'm not sure if he even knows. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, how do you not finish? Or, or better yet, here's the thing. If he can't, oh God, I hate for what I'm about to say. If he can't keep going, isn't there other positions that you could try? Can she go on top? And then you just lie there and let her finish? I, it seems like an excuse in my mind. Because, because, you know. Um, but anyways, I'm not going to analyze this anymore. <laughs> um, so she then tells us in the times that he's been there to see her in person. And we know at this point, I think this is probably the third or fourth time he's been to see her. They've only had sex seven times in total. Seven times. So seven times. And that's not like you have sex one time and then you do like multiple times. No, no, no. Seven times. Seven times. It's kind of pathetic. That's really pathetic. Just thinking about my past and my history, that's pathetic. Anyway. Um, so then he comes bearing gifts. And he... Uh, he brought a traveling pocket because he knows that she uses it and the last one she used broke and she does not look impressed. And then we see he only got one package of hair and says, you know, it's $330. She can see what is available for her in Michigan. That's the only reason he bought the one box of hair. And she says, you know, thank you, but like, I I can't do much with one. Like, I she says, do you have an idea how much I need to do what I do with my hair? And he asks her, oh, how much? And she says, ten. She needs ten packages of hair normally to do what she does for her hair. And she says that she normally spends thirty five hundred dollars for hair that she has now. And I said in this moment, thank God, I don't need to do this. Um, but she says, you know, once she's in Michigan, she's not going to forfeit the life that she has in Panama. And she's also not going to pay for all of these things on her own. 
And you can just tell in this moment, he's in shock. So he says to her, like, you're not really thinking about the budget. Like, you can't always do this kind of thing, which I get. Um, But I also don't think, I don't think, I, I mean, again, I don't know. But I don't think it's cheap living in Panama. And she lives in Panama City. So I, I, I don't think it's cheap there either. Um, so I, I, I understand that maybe you need to lower her expectations, but at the same time, like he kind of said, I think this was in the last episode. He says like, she never used to think like this and, um, need to buy all these fancy things and, and stuff like that before when he first met her. Well, and here's my thing. What made her start doing that? Is that because you probably showered her with whatever she wanted and then she expects it or could it be because you showed her nudes to your ex and now she's getting revenge i think i'll apply i think it's see all of the above um so then they are gonna leave and uh go for breakfast and in his in the moment he actually says that um She's not going to be spending his savings or his retirement. I mean, again, when he retires, like she should still be working, right? So we'll see what happens with that. But anyway, so they're at breakfast and they talk about the fact that she tried to give him a foot massage, but she could tell that he was uncomfortable. He says, you know, I, you can try again and give me um, a foot massage. And she says, with a happy ending, this man said no. <laughs> this man said no. He said, no, no, no thanks. I, I just want a regular massage. That's all I'm asking for. Okay, so you're really trying to tell me, okay, there are gross men in the world who want to go to those like massage parlors that will give you this, right? I don't, under, again, again, maybe I'm just spoiled rotten with what I have, but I can't imagine me saying, I'll give you a massage with a happy ending. And he tells me, no, he's like, fuck yeah, let's do this. <laughs> like, I don't, he's so, and again, like, I know like some, I'm not sure if other podcasters have said this or, um, or if I've, I've heard this other where, in other places, but they kind of say, oh, he's older and blah. no, no, we're not going to use the he's older card because there are people who are his age who are plowing. <laughs> There's clearly something going on here for him. And I feel like you have to just tell her. If I was in her position, I think he's scared to tell her, honestly. And I understand that, but this is a person who you're planning to get married to, who you've said that you want to spend the rest of your life with. This issue that you're having right now, if it is um, ED, if that is what this is, that's not going to go away. That's not going to go away. This is it. You're probably going to be living with this. So you need to tell her that this is what you're dealing with. You have to be honest with her. I would rather my man tell me that 
this is what I'm going through. Again, she hasn't been with him and seen that progression and that happen and well, maybe not really progression, but more like degression, but like she hasn't seen that happen. Obviously, if this happened in my relationship, I'm sure if this happened in your relationship, you would you would see those signs starting to happen and you would be like, something's going on here. But if she loves you, she's not going to judge it. She's going to learn how to work with it and and live with it because she can't imagine being with anyone else. But you just have to be open and honest with her in that moment. And he, for whatever reason, he's just not. Um, but anyways, yeah, so he says, no, he just wants a regular massage. Um, so she says, okay. So she takes this moment to say, you know, I don't think I handled this well when you gave me the gifts, but thank you again. I really appreciate it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so then, then the moment comes and he says, I want to talk to you about something important. And he kind of starts like kind of in the beginning beating around the bush, right? And he says some bullshit about, you know, he's been working since 1993 and he has all of the savings. And the first thing that she says is, are you losing money? He says, no. Of course, if she's going to go, she's going to think like something wrong with, you know, your money. But he says, how would you feel about signing a prenup? You know, we're in love. You know, obviously the goal isn't to get divorced after being married and says, you know, we'll be together forever because also she says, like, why are we going to do this? Like, why are we signing this? And (laughs) I loved this line because she says, from the bottom of my heart, like, fuck you a hundred times. Fuck you. It's a good line. Store that away. Uh, but um she's clearly very upset she then after saying this to Gino she says that you know what let's forget this whole thing and takes her ring off and she puts it in her purse says we're not engaged anymore and she says, like, he acts like I'm going to take all of his money. Well, I mean, I kind of said that. But <laughs> she says, you know, that and she says, like, she she wouldn't do that. I don't know. But he he says then, and I think he said this, Carrie said this, in, he said this in, in, in his in the moment. And he actually says that she said I would rather you, Gino, be dead than to be with somebody else. Oh God. If someone said this to me, I would run for the hills. I'd run for the hills. The hills are alive with the sound of music because I'm about to go there. I'm going absolutely far away from this crazy woman 
can't believe she said this to him. And he's still here. No wonder he won't tell her anything. He's terrified. Because <laughs> she's going to kill him. Um. So then she's like, are you done eating? I want to go. So he gets his to-go food thing. And um, he, I guess, thinks, let me ease this blow by opening the door for her. And she says, no, 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 you go. I can open my own door. So he literally closes the door. He goes behind her. So I'm just going out the fucking door, goes behind her. And then she opens the door. And then he goes out behind her. Wow. So the next time we're with them, we find out that they haven't spoken to each other since the day before. He tells us that she actually slept in another room. I thought this was only a two-bedroom apartment. So she slept with her sister. Um, The sister's like, fuck, man. <laughs> um, so you see him writing up a, a proposal for the prenup. And he says that he's going to go try and talk to her and that he just wants her to listen to him. Good luck. So he knocks on the sliding door from the balcony and she comes out and they sit down and talk. And he asks her right off the bat, how do you feel? And she says, I'm disappointed. I'm sad. I'm mad at you, Gino. She ends up telling us maybe a reason for why she feels the way she does about having a prenup is that when she went through her divorce with her ex, he apparently would hide the money from her. I guess she never really had a clue as to what they had. And then when they divorced, he left her with nothing. So basically, this woman has been financially abused in her in the, in the past with her with her ex husband. So this definitely gives you some insight into maybe why she's hesitant at the idea of having a prenup in their marriage. However, she has said some sketchy things before this, but again, maybe there is some issues there that she just needs to deal with, and she hasn't dealt with it. Um, and she's putting this now on Gino. So then she, well, they're talking and he's trying to get, I guess, a word in edgewise. And he, she basically says to him, if there is a fucking prenup, she will not marry him. And he gets up, he's frustrated and he says, just forget it. And she tells him as he's walking away, fuck you, fuck you. My God, these two is so volatile. Meanwhile, she's in back in her room that she was in and she is in there or whatever. And she comes back into their room and basically tells him to pack your shit and leave her apartment 
And I said in this moment, wait, isn't it? Isn't technically his apartment? Isn't it? I guess whoever is on the lease, though, I guess technically it would be their apartment. Um, he shows her the proposal. So they try again at an attempt to have this discussion or he's attempting to have this discussion. And she says, he says to her, like, all of these, like the first thing I wrote is ways to protect you. Right. And says that he would do what he needs to do to make sure she's protected. And if they were to get a divorce, but she grabs the rolls out of his hand and she says, if I initiate the divorce, she will get a smaller amount. Except for if cheating's involved, then, you know, that, that changes things, which that's very typical, but that will change things. So she says, like, I would be stuck with you then since I would be getting a smaller amount if I initiate a divorce. This is when it becomes an issue. She basically says that she gets along with her ex, exes. She tells them that they're better. And she says that she feels more attracted to her exes. That they're better. Well, she says he, but I don't know. She's talking about Dandy, Dan, what I call him. Dan Dane. Dane Dan. Dane Dan. That's it. That's what I call him. Dane Dan. She's probably talking about Dane Dan. But um, she says he's better looking than you. He has more money and he's young and doesn't have sex problems. She literally hit below the belt. Literally hit below the belt. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> he, he then says, then why aren't you with them? Right? That's actually not before he says to her, his fucked up ass comeback is you're the worst sexual person ever. What the fuck? Does that even, sir, sir, you can't even properly assess you've had sex with her seven times. Seven times. You, what? Oh my God. She, she comes back and she says, I'm the worst sexual person ever. Why don't you ask my ex? <laughs> shit. I'm like, girl, I wouldn't even entertain this shit because this was his one way that he thought he could get her. But yet it, it fell so flat while he was doing it. Then I'm like, okay. If a man said that to me, I'm like, Okay, that's what you want to say to make you feel, to make yourself feel better. Mia says that, you know, why aren't you with them then and whatever. And then we end off with her basically 
saying that he's making her feel like she's a gold digger. Whether or not she actually is a gold digger, I she doesn't help her case. That's the problem. She doesn't really help her case in terms of whether or not she is a gold digger. But anyways, so we're just gonna take a quick break here and we'll be right back. So now we are with Christian and Cleo. And right off the bat, we see him getting dressed to go to a Halloween party. And he tells us that he's going, and I don't know who this person is, but he's going as Chet Steiner, I believe, who is either a newsman or a weatherman. I don't know. Um, so he gets to the party and he does the, we're live at the Halloween party or whatever. And I'm just like, actually, he wasn't that bad. <laughs> he definitely got into character. So he tells us he is from Minneapolis. And he tells us that he is the life of the party, drinking, dancing, all of that great. And he tells us that he's dated all kinds of different women. He said that he's had a few long term relationships, I believe. And he actually tells us that during the pandemic, he eloped. And then he got it annulled a few months later. Um, I feel like a lot of people made a lot of questionable decisions during the pandemic. Um, So he says that he wants someone that he can spend his life with. He wants a companion. He doesn't want to be alone. Um, Which, you know, definitely makes sense. He um, then says that he met Cleo. And he tells us that she is a model from Italy and lives in England. He said that she has a humor that just makes him laugh. And it seemed to bloom from a friendship to a relationship and all sounding good so far. Then he says that she's definitely different than the women he has had in his past. So then we see Cleo. And she's 32 and she's autistic. So we see her putting on um, a sunflower lanyard, which indicates that she has an invisible disability. And she also puts on her headphones to be able to block out the noise around her because she is very sensitive to loud noises. So she goes on and she explains autism. Now, here's what I'll say, and I'm not going to say exactly who in my life, but I do have a family member who is also autistic and, like Cleo, was diagnosed later. I'm not sure when she was diagnosed, but this family member of mine was diagnosed 
pretty late. Because the problem is, is that when you you have autism that is a spectrum and everyone presents differently or it affects them differently. And for this family member and as well as um, Cleo is that if you are able to communicate, if you're intelligent, those are just some of the things that cause causes especially at that point again this family member was diagnosed a while back now but still was well into their life um took too long for it to be diagnosed and i'm not again for cleo i'm not sure when she was but it seems like at this point that maybe she would have been diagnosed it's like they just they think of autism as one thing when it's not, which causes these these children to be diagnosed so late and then not being able to get the proper resources that they could have had when they were younger. So I felt for her in that moment because I understand it. And it and I also could see a lot of similarities of what she deals with. Versus what this family member that of mine deals with as well in terms of being sensitive to loud noises or not responding well to certain things. And she seems to really know how to handle that and 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 deal and deals with it fairly well. But it will be interesting to see when Christian is there, because there does appear there's going to be some issues between them, unfortunately that um we'll see kind of how that goes but i i yeah i thought this was so good to see someone cuz i don't think we've had an autistic person before on this show or really on any of these shows i know there was one ex- exclusively on netflix um but it's kind of good to see someone who is autistic, who isn't necessarily trying to connect with somebody else who's also autistic and seeing how that could potentially na- be navigated. So it's really good to see that now, just kind of see how that's going to go. Um, but so then um, she tells us that she needs things to be predictable which again, I can relate to in terms of this family member in my life that things really do need to be predictable. They need to know, like if there's something that's going on, they need to know all the details. They need to know that. And it's sometimes it can be frustrating, but they need to know all of those details. What, you know, what's happening this? What time are we leaving? Why you know why we are do like questions everything, and um so I I definitely understood that, but yeah it yeah so she tells us that because of her autism and how she presented um with it with her peers she was bullied because she couldn't necessarily have quote unquote, normal conversations with her peers 
um, because of her autism. She also tells us that she would force herself to have these normal conversations in order to mask her autism. But I mean, again, I think we've definitely come a long way when it comes to autism and this not being this being seen as this freak thing or anything like that. Like, I think we definitely have come a long way with it. So I really hope if anyone out there can also relate to this, whether you know someone who who's autistic or um, you yourself might be autistic, don't ever feel like you have to mask yourself to fit in with other people. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with because you have autistic autism, there's something wrong. No, that's such bullshit. Because the person in my life, he is so smart and so resilient that you would never know. And you know what? Fuck, no one needs to know because guess what? That's just who you are. It is what it is. You know, it's just, that made me so sad to hear her say that she has been bullied because God forbid she's different. Anyway. um, So then she is meeting her friend, Osama. Spelled differently, but anyways, Osama. So, um, I think they're in like a cafe of some sort. She's trying to have this conversation with Osama, and you could see her just being like, "I'm." And she's getting distracted by the noises around her. And I thought this was so great. She, they, she says that she needs to take a minute to collect herself, and then she says, "You know, I'm sorry, guys. I know this is like the first day of, of filming, but I really want to know, like, what I'm kind of dealing with, right?" And she goes on to ask production who's there with her what do you know your star sign so we have one person who i believe one person said they're leo another person said they're a virgo and i think another one i can't remember what the other one said but so she kind of is like her thing with astrology is that she is hyper-focused on astrology and it helps her be able to, I guess, you could kind of see herself centering herself by doing this. And I thought that was so interesting to kind of see this. Like you could tell she's very realistic depending on where your beliefs lie when it comes to astrology. She seems to be very realistic about it, but just something that she can hyper-focus herself on in order to help center herself. And I, I love I love that. Um, so then also I'm gonna ask her what's Christian's sign. And she says he's a Gemini. And he says, Well, Geminis, they can be can be a lot of ups, they can be a lot of downs, but it's fun nonetheless and you know different personalities and stuff like that but anyways 
Um, so she talks about like, the differences with, um, I think she's also, I might be wrong here. I think she's a Virgo. I think she's a Virgo. Someone else had cancer. So I think she's the Virgo and he's Gemini. And, but she tells us that he is the first Gemini that she's been with. So she tells us that he's coming to England for two weeks. She says that when she first met him, her first thought was, here's my next mistake. But then says that she's joking. Are you though? (laughs) Uh, Of course, again, they've been on social media. And she (laughs) says that she's a simp for him. And then has to explain what a simp is. Uh, A simp is a Deontay, for those who have watched Love After Lockup. She's worried that him being an extrovert will not be good because she herself is an introvert. So next we're with Cleo again and she's shopping with another friend of hers and they're shopping in a vintage store because she likes older things. So she tells her friend that she never thought she would be in a long distance relationship because she needs to have that closeness. And then we find out that she is also transgender. She was assigned male at birth, says that she was always more in touch with her feminine side and she now identifies herself as a transgender woman. So she actually said that she identified more with her female peers. Which doesn't necessarily mean anything, but um, nonetheless, she still, that doesn't change it for her. So she tells us that she would go to sleep hoping she would wake up as a girl the next morning, which was kind of heartbreaking to hear that she didn't feel comfortable in her skin in her childhood um, and just hoped that she would not be anymore um, and not be a boy anymore. But um, we do find out that Christian does know that she's transgender and he doesn't have a problem with it. And she says that she has been transitioning for nine years, doing all the stuff that she needs to do. Um, And it's not clear, but from what I can understand, because she does list off the different surgeries that, you know, transgender women do. Apparently they will, I never knew this, they would lower their hairline. And then she also then mentions top and bottom surgery. But it's not clear if she's had bottom surgery, if she's had um, gender confirmation surgery. So I'm going to say no, she hasn't. Um, but again, it's just, it's not clear. And she does worry for Christian in terms of societal views on 
a man, dating a transgender woman, people being shits. So that's one thing that she is worried about. So then with Christian, we see him playing Texas Hold'em. And he needs to know in the Fold'em. I just aged myself. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't alive when that song came out. <laughs> but um, his friends know that Cleo is transgender. And God, this conversation was so disgusting. I had such a problem with it. We'll get to my thoughts in a moment. But one friend says, have you ever been with a trans woman before? He says, no. Another one asks, have you explored other genders before? So we do find out that he did explore in the sense that he did make out with a guy in college and quickly came to the realization that he was definitely straight, very much heterosexual. I don't know what men do in college, <laughs> but this definitely feels like maybe he was questioning his sexuality maybe at one point. I don't know. I don't know if he was just exploring or what, but um, I don't know. I don't know what to feel about that or what to say about that. It is what it is, but I don't know. It's interesting because I just never heard a story like that before, but unless someone was maybe questioning themselves, but I don't know. But anyways, um, the other friend, because it was three people. I didn't get all their names because I don't like these people. I don't care. So the, the other one, then asks him if Cleo has had gender confirmation surgery. Christian off bat just doesn't answer and says, that's a question you'll have to ask her because he doesn't feel comfortable answering this question. He thinks it's also disrespectful and uncalled for. He says, do I ask you about your partner's labia? Was his exact words. Um which I agree with. I mean, it's really none of his friend's business on whether or not she has had bottom surgery or not. It's not your business. Um, so then his friends start making jokes about him being with Cleo. And they are basically, they basically say to him, like, you're not attracted to men. Let me say this again. You're not attracted to men. So why are you with Cleo? Motherfuckers, she's not a man. She identifies as a woman. Despite what might be in her pants or not. Okay. In the world we are currently in, it baffles my fucking mind that someone still can't get it through their thick fucking skulls that a transgender woman is a woman in their minds doesn't give I don't give a fuck what you know other people might think if that's the case if you know I don't care 
You know, that's, that is what they are in their mind. And that's fine. That they're not hurting me. And they're trying to make their lives better because they want to be happy in their skin. So then for someone to make fucking jokes at the expense of all of that is so gross and disgusting. And again, transgender people also deserve love and deserve to be with somebody and and deserve for people to not judge them because of what they were assigned at birth. End of discussion. His friends are garbage and he needs new friends. That's all I'm going to say, especially if this does work between them. He needs new friends. So now we're with Amanda and Rosvin. Thank God this time is going to be a lot shorter than it was last week. <laughs> we're going to jump right into it. So Rosvin is making pancakes. And for some reason, this is the one thing I had to agree with her on, is, sir, why are you spreading the pancakes, the pancake mix? You just put the mix in the pan, let it do its thing, and then flip it. But anyway, so he says that he is the pancake man and he believes that he makes the best pancakes in Romania. And you see like this, I think we've seen the video before we see the video of him like flipping the pancakes and he's putting like chocolate syrup on his chest. Why is that necessary anyway? But he basically tells her that he was upset that she fell asleep so fast the night before. And because he wanted to talk about what they talked about the night before again, some more. And she says she was tired. Um, but he does say that he understands like their conversation from the previous episode. Uh, and he says that he does not want to argue. And then he says, kiss me through the the glass pane that he has. And y'all, she had more passion with the glass pane between the two of them than she did when she actually kissed it. Let that sink in. So in his in the moment, he says that he feels Amanda is pushing him away, but that he just has to be patient and more understanding. My God, this woman does not deserve him. Just right off, like, my gosh. he He's being so patient with her. Um, She says that the pancake doesn't look cooked. But I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it looked fine. But maybe it wasn't actually cooked. But it did look like it was cooked. I don't know. But. In the next scene, they are going to go to a grocery store that also has American food, and it's organic, and you see him 
picking up like a package of pizza. I'm not sure if it was actually just dough, if it was actually like actual pizzas in them. I think it was just the dough, but I could be wrong. And says, maybe we can have pizza. She says, I don't eat dairy. Bitch, you (laughs) can have dairy-free cheese. They literally have dairy-free cheese. Am I wrong or isn't fat? I don't, I don't eat dairy-free cheese. I eat, I eat cow cheese, (laughs) but I swear, isn't feta dairy-free? There are things you, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be so wrong, but maybe that's more because it's goat, but then that's no longer, it's not no longer, you know what? Maybe (laughs) feta really is dairy or cheese in general, but you have options because when you say dairy, we think cow. So there's goat cheese, there's feta. There are other options out there in the world that's not dairy that you can have. Maybe that at that point is just a preference, but you can then don't say you don't eat dairy because then just say you're a picky fucking eater. But anyways, um, So he looks at some tuna. She says no to that. She just doesn't like tuna. Now, I know people don't like fish. I personally don't understand. Fish is good. But that's just a different conversation for a different time. But she says no to the tuna. And then... Then he picks up a box of waffles. She then says, I don't really eat packaged food. Then do you starve? Because doesn't everything come in a fucking package? (sighs) Oh my God. (laughs) And, And then he says, like, she's very picky. And says, like, she doesn't want to eat packaged food. She doesn't want to have GMO. Well, no, really, no one should be having GMO. Um, And then she says to him that she doesn't eat shellfish. I don't eat shellfish either. Not because I don't eat, like, I don't like it. I just never really been exposed to shellfish. That's just how it's been in my family. I've just never really been exposed to shellfish. But... I would definitely try it and then go from there. <laughs> but actually, no, I guess, I guess that's actually not true. Now that I'm thinking about it, I've had crab cakes. That's technically shellfish. So yeah, I guess I have had shellfish and yo, crab, crab is tasty. <laughs> so I, I, you just don't eat fish. And she says that she's told him many times that she doesn't eat shellfish And she says that she hopes that in the future, he can respect her needs the first time. I'm going to just move past that because like I, um, okay. He then picks up salsa and guess what guys? She eats salsa. Everyone eats fucking salsa. I'm going to keep going. Next, Rasvin Rothman tells us that it's his dream, or also tells Amanda, I believe, that it's his dream to be a country singer. 
and a cowboy. So you can make, you know, be popular. Um, so they go to a park with a lot of birds. You don't see, I don't think you really see them, but you hear them. It's a lot of birds. And she says that she feels like she's in like this black or white movie walking in an alley and then a vampire is going to pop up and and try and kill her because y'all y'all in Romania for fuck's sakes <laughs> because we are in Ro- oh my god uh, bitch vampires aren't real okay not not the ones that burn in the sun not the ones that sparkle in the sun none of them are real and why romania was the center of dracula is beyond me but you're not going to be attacked by a vampire because they don't exist You're third. She's a 31 year old woman thinking vampires are real. I would have more respect if she said that, like, Michael's going to come up and try and kill her. I'd have more respect for that because that could happen. There are cycles in the world that could happen. But vampires. <laughs> Moving right along. Um. Then he tells her that he would like her to be in his music video. And she says, how cute, but I'm not an actress, so no. Then she says, (laughs) so actually he says, well then, if you won't be in the video, like I will need to have somebody in the video. And then she says, well, will you kiss this person? If you don't want him to kiss another woman, then you be in the video. He literally asked you, do you want to be in the video? You said no. But no, you know why? You know why? Because this is going to be like what happened with like baby girl Lisa and Kim Bali when they went to go watch him film a music video. And and this is when, you know, you're going to find out that Zara is actually about all the Zaras in the world, but it's really about one Zara that he dated. Different show, different couple. <laughs> but, um, but he says he doesn't know whether or not he's going to kiss this person. And she says, it's a no for me. It's a no for me, dog. That's basically what she says. Um, so he calls his producer and he introduces the producer to Amanda. And Amanda is basically this bump on a fucking log. Just being like, hey, hi. Let me just wave a little bit. Because I can't move my body, basically. Let me put this smile on my face, even though it's not really a real smile because it's not reaching my eyes. She has no personality. She has zero. Zilch. What does he see in her? But 
Anyway, he ends up telling the producer that she is jealous because the producer does ask him if she is she a jealous type. So she then says, because this dum-dum, while he is talking to the producer, actually says she, 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 until the very end, he says, Amanda. If you don't want her to know you're talking about her, don't say her name. <laughs> but she says that she thinks it's rude because he's clearly talking about her and she doesn't understand. Well, I don't think the producer speaks English. So what else do you want him to do? Make him speak English? Like you said, you're in Romania, where they speak Romanian. Anyway, so she says to him, like, what were you talking about? Because I'm pretty sure I heard my name a few times. And he says about the whole situation with getting somebody else in the video and he says, like, you know, you'll be jealous if I'm, you know, have this woman in the video. And she actually, like, this, like, a condescending bitch basically says, did I say I'd be jealous if she's in the video? Why did I say that I'd be jealous? Now you're playing somatics. It doesn't matter. Because you will be jealous that she's in the video. You're not going to isolate your jealousy to if he kisses her. But now you want to play tit for tat with him because he didn't say the appropriate thing that you think he, he should have said. He said what he had to say. He doesn't say the way you want him to. You're ridiculous. Moving on. So she says, like, why would I be jealous? Because of the kiss. Why don't you think, oh, I, I'm, I can't stand her. And she then actually says to him, do what you want. Abort, abort, abort mission. Listen, if a woman, and I don't agree with this. I don't think women should do this. Because my, my initial thought when I heard this was, don't test him. This isn't, we're not in high school. Don't test him. He is showing you who he is in this moment. If you don't like it, then fuck off. That, that's all there is to it. But when a woman says this and says like, you know, just do what you want. Whatever. And then when he ends up doing exactly that, then you... You get mad at him for it. No, say what you have to say. But at the end of the day, this man did give you the option to be in the music video and you said no. So everything else that happens after this, it's on you. Anyway, don't like her. (laughs) And she actually, to go on top of that, actually says, your actions will tell me what I need to know. Fuck her. I can't stand her. This was not how I pictured this going when we first saw her. I cannot stand her. It, mm. And then all you can see is all of the fear going into his face about, she's going to leave me because that's what my ex-wife did. Um, but we'll get more into that when we do next time on, but 
I I can't stand her. I can't I cannot stand her. But that's the end of Amanda and Rosman. So last couple, I believe. Yeah, last couple is Riley and Violet. So 37 hours of travel later, he has landed in Vietnam. That is a long time. Um, he says he can't wait to hug Violet. However, they have a bet that whoever hugs the person first loses. And my first initial thought was, loses what? (sighs) But apparently he says that the loser will lose control to the other. I hate that. I hate that very much. Um, So Violet is going to meet Riley. She's waiting at the airport for him. They see each other. And he, when he gets to her, it's like he kind of puts his arms in such a way where he's ready to hug her. But he's made it pretty clear like he's going to hug her. And then she's like, oh, you're hugging me. Means you're going to lose. Then he hugs her. So why would you have to tell us all of this when you're going to lose in two seconds? <laughs> So, um, and he just keeps saying she's beautiful. And she says after the hug, I'm your boss. So she basically says like, do I look like my photos? And he says, you lied. You're more beautiful. I thought that was sweet. And... He then says, well, kind of whispers to her, but you have a nice ass. Great. Great. (laughs) So they kiss and she's again says, like, let's go. And he says, you're the boss. And she says, I'm the boss for the rest of your life. True. Very true. Um, So they're on the way to the hotel. And I said they look very comfortable with with each other. They're kind of cuddling and stuff. They look look good for now. Um, Violet will not be staying with Riley in his hotel um, because... As she says, it would be inappropriate since they are not married yet, which that's fine. It's great. I don't think it's like illegal or anything like what would be in Morocco, but it's just people will talk. Um, But he does get two key cards for his room. So one for him, one for her. And he does say, if she comes knocking on my door, I am going to let her in. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, so they decide to meet back up in about 40 minutes. He's going to shower. She's going to change and they're going to meet back up. And he comes bearing gifts since it was her birthday the day before. And he brought her pearls. See, Gino, this is how you gift somebody. (laughs) But the one problem is, is she says that pearls are not rare in Vietnam. And she says that she doesn't like pearls. So, yeah. Actually, this is not the last couple. We do have one more couple after this. How did I forget? Um, but she, yeah, so she says she doesn't like pearls. Now, in one of the memes that, I'm not sure if I actually read it here, but it will be posted, is that, um, actually, it might not be posted because I didn't think it was funny. <laughs> So I'll just say it here. But one of the memes I did see was that apparently pearls are her birthstone. And that's why he got her pearls. So he did get a meaningful gift. Whether she likes pearls or not, she did get a, a meaningful gift. Um, Just like my birthstone, I'm not impressed by my birthstone at all. Mine is emerald. I'm not really impressed. I don't like, I don't like emerald. But anyway, um, he kind of says like, you know, he does want to talk to her. They do have things they need to talk about, but she says like, she doesn't want to talk about any bad things right now. And he does say like, okay, so what are we going to do tomorrow? And she says that she's going to be busy and that, um, she won't be seeing him until the afternoon. Because she has um, meetings. So he's really upset about this as a, he doesn't feel like, like a priority for her. But maybe she was just not able to take time off of work. It's just because, you know, here in North America, we maybe have that. I, and some people don't. But just because, you, you know, we maybe have that option to take time off of work, that's maybe not the same in other countries. So um, it sucks. But it's not. I don't see any red flags yet with that yet. So, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So, this is the last couple, and it's going to be a short one. It's not much really here, but um, David and Sheila. And um, he, he's, almost there because I was at the Philippines and you kind of hear him saying like you know he's excited he's almost there and you kind of hear this baby just screaming in the background (laughs) just screaming um but then we're with Sheila she's getting ready to pick David up and she says that they will be staying in a hotel for a couple of days before going back to her home so that they can have some private time to get to know each other and to get intimate. <laughs> so, um, so he says that his heart is beating very fast. 
he's finally landed in the Philippines, but he says his heart is beating really fast. He says it will destroy him if this relationship doesn't work out. And I said, David, it will destroy the world if this relationship doesn't work out. So he comes out. She's there waiting for him. She sees him. And she just runs to him and hugs him. She's crying. And all I get, I'm not even kidding. I've never once cried during this first moment. And I've had ones pull at my heart. Like it pulled at my heart when I saw like Lauren and Alexi when they met at the airport. It even made it pull to my heart a little bit when I saw Chantel and Pedro. Look how that turned out. But this, guys, I bawled. I was crying. I was so happy. And I said, if this doesn't work, I don't, I don't know what more you need to do. Oh my gosh. It was the sweetest thing. Um, so he's happy. And he says that he will never, he'll never forget the feeling he felt when he met her for the first time. And I was just like, so sweet. So, um, he tells her that she's beautiful. And the producers end up asking them who who's better in person and they just point at each other it's very cute um and he says that he loves her and one of the producers says i guess you guys won't be going to bed early tonight he says stop it It was so cute, but that's basically it with David and Sheila. Again, it was very short, but it was so heartwarming. Um, But yeah, so next time on Cleo, we see that she has three cats. She has three cats. And then for David and Sheila, they get to the hotel. And she says that she's never been with a deaf person before. I don't know if there's any difference. I've also had never been with a deaf person before, but I don't know. But um, Misha and Nicola. Oh, my God. So he he tells her. She tells him that meeting family is very important for her. And this is when she finds out that the family actually does not know she's in Israel. And for those people who have seen the commercials that have aired now for next week's episode, how many women in the world wanted to punch him in the face when he basically said, you talk too much and you're cuter when you're mute. You're cute when you're mute is what he says to her. And her eyes go wide. And I said, you mother. I'd punch him in the face. If someone told me that, I'd be like, well, you know, another way you don't have to hear me talk is you get the hell out of my life. The silence will be blessed then too. 
my god. I was so mad. <laughs> um, so then Amanda, she makes Rasmin cry. And he actually says, you're mean to me. And this goes to the only three days here and you're already like just laying it on thick, girl. And she actually says like, are you okay? And he's like wiping away tears. Three days. Um, and then Riley says, says to, I think it's his friend. I think it's the one who dropped him off at the airport says that Violet couldn't see him and he feels like he's an afterthought. And then Ty Ray, oh my God, Ty Ray (laughs) says that maybe Carmela's in prison. No, Carmela's fake. And the sister says, no, she's not in prison. And she says, I did some research and I found some stuff that he needs to know. And she shows him and we see him throwing his phone. So that's it. That's the end of the episode for B90. If you liked what you heard, please share with everyone the gift of reality tea times two. Also, if you liked us, you can subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe or follow depending on your podcast app. You can do either or um, to make sure you don't miss a single episode. You can also rate and review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you, we would greatly appreciate the feedback there. It'll help with, with the growth of the podcast. If there's a podcast app that you prefer and you don't see us on, please let me know and I will get it on to your favorite podcast app. If you prefer to listen to podcasts or you're just always on YouTube, you can find us on YouTube. We are at Reality Tea Times 2. You can also follow us or like us on either Facebook or Instagram at Reality Tea Times 2. You can also email us if you prefer to contact us. You can also contact us on Facebook or Instagram, but you can also email us at realitytimes2 at hotmail.com. We also have a website where you can listen to the episodes and you can also get access to our Facebook page, Instagram, and YouTube as well. All of the information for that will be in our show notes. So again, until next time, thank you guys. Bye.